Hey everyone, I'm creating a second podcast called Gentle Frogs Landing Pad. What I'm doing with this podcast is interviewing regular everyday bookkeepers, bookkeepers who are both experienced as well as new to the industry. This will be a chance for you to hear the stories of other bookkeepers. How did they get started? What are they doing? What do they like? What do they dislike? And just generally authentic conversations with other people like you and I. Stay tuned for a sample of the first three episodes of the new podcast, Gentle Frog's Landing Pad. If you like it, please subscribe. This new podcast will not replace the existing podcast, Gentle Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad. The way that I'll differentiate them is Gentle Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad will speak to the needs and challenges of bookkeeping business owners. Gentle Frog's Landing Pad would just be authentic and fun conversations with other regular everyday bookkeepers, not bookkeepers making six and seven figures. I hope you enjoy it. If you'd like to be a guest on either podcast, you can reach out to me via email. My email is rachel at gentlefrog.com. You can find me on my website, gentlefrog.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Gentle Frog's Bookkeeping Lilypad Community Group. Thank you so much. So you mentioned you had a service-based business and you you did the thing which many business owners do. You've you've got the box of receipts and the, you know, the crossing of the fingers. Now that you're more experienced and wiser, how does that impact or how do you like help people with their bookkeeping? Well, first of all, I want to emphasize the fact that there is no judgment in the way people give me their information in order to get it organized and categorized because I've been there. I know what a mess it could be. So no judgment on my part. But I sit down and collaborate with the client and ask a lot of questions because I want to make sure that the information that I am going to be providing for them is accurate. That's a really important part, the communication end of it. The other thing that I make sure that I do is that I stay in contact with the clients. You know, I've heard horror stories of people that have contracted with either bookkeepers or CPAs where they have questions about things. And, you know, two weeks later, they get a response by email, which I don't do that. It's communication is utmost importance to me. Accuracy is of utmost importance to me. Those two things combined, plus the expertise that I have in bookkeeping, makes my firm very successful. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's incredibly frustrating when you have those conversations where the person said, oh, well, the person I hired doesn't get back to me. And I'm like, I understand you're not going to get a couple hour response, but two weeks, you got to scale back on your clients if that's your approach. Or care more. I have compassion for your clients. And if you don't have that, it's going to come across. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I was thinking maybe they had too many, but maybe they just forget what it's like to be small and stressed out and just really need that helping hand. So sometimes it's not all roses. Can you, if you don't mind, describe a challenging situation and how you've overcome it or worked through it? Yeah, I've, I've got one that comes to mind and just like pops. We had a client who had not filed his tax returns for two years. And his shoebox bookkeeping system was not pretty. Again, no judgments, but you know he, he was very disorganized. He would take any job that potential client would offer. He would submit the bid. Not really sure if he was going to make money on it or not. But if the client accepted the bid, you know, he was there and he did the job and he did a good job. But many times he was not quoting correctly because he didn't have the proper tools to do it. So he lost money for those two years once we got everything organized and, you know, filed his taxes. He, he lost money. 
So we were able to implement systems and workflows to help him understand what was going to be profitable for him and what was not going to be profitable for him, what bids he should accept and which ones he should decline. The proud thing for me is that the third year that he was having us do his books, he was profitable. Not only profitable, he was exceptionally profitable. So can you tell me a bit about what you're doing? Um, like, do you have a flow? Do you have a system? Just, yeah. I mean, because bookkeeping is just so broad. Like, I don't sure. know, you shuffle numbers, right? <laughs> yes, we do shuffle numbers, but um, it's a little bit more involved with just moving them around on the page, right? So for folks that just come in to know me, I follow a three-step process with everybody that I do work for. And the first one is really a health check. It's a diagnostic to review what's going on with your business. And during that time, we kind of talk about, you know, what's been happening, why you think you might need a bookkeeper now. And then I go in and I do that diagnostic and I can see everything that's going on in those books. And I document what I find, you know, I give you those results in a written report, as well as I record a video, a loom video. So I think spoken with me talking through the diagnostic showing you is very helpful. So I provide that service. You can then take that report and give it to your bookkeeper and have them fix it or Aunt Millie or whoever is doing your book. Or we're happy to clean up what we found so that your books are CPA ready come tax time and you are current. So that is the next step is doing that actual cleanup. The final step is your ongoing monthly bookkeeping where we can actually just follow through making sure everything is in the proper place month in, month out. Your accounts payables are correct. Your account receivables are correct um, that you hopefully don't have a lot of aging out there. And it's, it's more than just balancing your books every single month, right? It's making sure that everything is classified in a way that it's supposed to be all throughout your process. So you always want to be CPA ready and you try to make sure that you're matching everything where it needs to go with your receipts and everything else so that you kind of like audit proof, you know, in the event something does happen in the future. Can you give us an example? Something having had experience with business and life and all this situations where people are spending money and, and maybe don't realize it. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, um, my last job. Okay, I'll give you a for instance. I noticed like we had a software company or, or an EMR system, electronic medical record system that they had had many years before I started with them 12 years ago. And it took me only a couple of months to, you know, I did the accounts payable and the receivables. And I noticed that the invoice that they sent out every month, like clockwork, and it was paid that the number of users did not match. So I started calling, inquiring, you know, we don't have this many users. And I found out it had been going on for years and I got them a $15,000 credit because they did acknowledge they had been overcharging for many years. I also did that with the postage online people. When I left there in March of 22, that company was not going to have to pay postage for several years because they had overpaid and yeah. have been overcharged. So I could give you a lot of examples, but I do like to look at how somebody has been billed over the years, especially if it's the same amount every month, no change. Yeah, I, I, I saved them thousands of dollars. They even got to the point where one of the doctors, the, the owners 
came to me and said, going forward, if you can find ways that will really save us money, we'll give you a 10% of what you save. Nice. Yeah, I made some money. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of us. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't mind it, but that chasing people down for their time cards, that's why I don't do payroll. I'm not going to beg someone to let me pay them. Well, it's just one of my clients. He's a sole proprietor, but he was being paid by his accountant by a paper check. And when I took him on, I could not understand it because he also had QuickBooks payroll. And QuickBooks payroll is is easy. They pay your taxes. They do everything. So one of the first things I did with him was set him up for direct deposit. I mean, he was so happy that he didn't have to print checks out for himself because his accountant had left him like nine months prior. And the poor man was printing paper checks. He's so happy now. I feel like it's important for bookkeepers to know that bookkeeping is not a one-size-fits-all. Rather, bookkeeping is what you make of it. You get to decide what you do, how often you do it, and who you do it for. I thought that there would be value in having us listen to other bookkeepers describe their business and how they run their business. My goal for this is to encourage and inspire you to think about what you want to do and how you want to do it and just hear how other people got to where they are. 